Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 132. Wait a second. I got deja vu. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm, I've become so obsessed with the numerical, the numerology, the mathematics of our episode numbers. because the only thread I'm hanging on to these days. And as it came out of my mouth, I realized my error. I also realized, thinking back on episode 131, that... I, I didn't remember getting obsessed with the palindromic nature of it. That's right. And I think that it's because we skipped that number altogether. Uh, last week was our 132 part one, and this makes it 132, our actual 132nd episode. Uh, it's kind of fitting given the, the off-the-cuff and candid nature of this episode, though, isn't it, Grant? Truly. It was a a real riot, a fun one. These sorts of episodes give me so much energy because they truly, (laughs) I I feel like it's someone who really gets us. They instantly get the tone of the show and they're, they're fun and, and they're, uh, they are generous. And, and uh, we had Puno, Jennifer Puno, AKA uh, Puno Dos Tres, AKA Puno all on its lonesome uh on the show and she she's the founder of i love creatives and people map and does a bunch of cool creative shit we'll, we'll show notes her website punodostrace.com you should check her out absolutely not only did she get the the vibe and the tone of the show but she set the vibe and tone of the show um she is a self-described slashy uh which is you know maybe we use the term multi-hyphenate in the past uh but basically the idea that you can be many things which parlayed nicely into our topic, which was unapologetic, which kind of turned into unafraid, which mostly boiled down to the fact that you are doing you and you're living in the now and uh, you're throwing convention and expectation to the wind because uh, you're trying to chase your happy, whatever that means. And she had some very enlightening perspectives on it. Yeah, absolute blast of an episode. And uh, perhaps appropriate, uh, this week's sponsor is Squarespace. Uh, I know Puno does a lot of Squarespace work. I think she consults with people on it, and I think she also designs Squarespace websites. Uh, so I, I have to assume we'd get her co-sign on this. Uh, Squarespace it really is one of the easiest ways to, to design a beautiful website. I've been using it for years. Uh, 10,000 Hours website, which is 10khrs.co, is uh, built on Squarespace. And f- for the entirety of our run, which, what are we, three and a half years in now, Ben? Absolutely. Working on uh, second half of season four now. What a treat. And uh, what a treat it is to use such such a beautifully designed and uh, an easy-to-use uh, creation tool like Squarespace. And uh, if you want to try it out, which I strongly suggest you do, uh, use our offer code 10,000hours. That's 10,000 the number, hours the word, smash them all together. I like this version. I, li- I prefer this version so much. 10,000 hours the number, hours the word. <sighs> I have, I, like I, have like a, I have like an ungodly grin on my face because it felt so good to not struggle through that offer code. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're learning, we're evolving, we're improving. Uh, Absolutely. And, and thanks to 10,000, and thanks to Squarespace. Uh, thanks to 10,000 Hours for existing. And uh, thanks to... Two steps to, forward, one step back. Exactly. Thanks to Squarespace for the, your excellent and intuitive platform. Uh, we can do it without you. Uh, and thanks for sponsoring. And thanks to Puno for her hilarious and enlightening episode. And of course, thanks to you guys, the listeners. Uh, hope you enjoy our second episode, 132. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. 
This is pre pre meme too, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah. It was a pre meme. Pre meme. Wow. Well, that's a, that. Now there is uh, approaching a conversation that is probably hotly contested. Do like <laughs> oh, pre internet meme, meme. Our memes. Oh, okay, there you go. Memes are our oldest form of communication. Yeah, perhaps memes are the only form of communication. Wow. <laughs> Oh, don't think that I missed that. Do not think for a second that I didn't notice that. Ah, I always try and pull the wool over your eyes and and stuff the cotton balls in your ears. But Vin, you've got a you've got the a nose of a bloodhound and and the, <laughs> the hearing of a bat. Listeners, informer poll: Who remembers WhatsApp? Okay, interesting. Wait, so share the results with me, Vin, of your poll, because you're responding as if you have some data. Grant, that's the magic of radio. You're supposed to lead the, what, we're going to put that in afterwards. Oh, Pat's okay, going to okay. put in the, some sort of audio graph, and then we'll know. An audio graph, that would be a first, uh, at least for the show, perhaps on others, uh, that sort of thing. But Vinny, I think we've, uh, we've already vacillated enough. Uh, Agreed. We, we hit the quota. I'd like to do at least 15, 20 seconds. Maybe get a car horn honk in, <laughs> and then I'm good. And if I, if we can get the guests to chuckle, to sort of uh, uh, allude to their presence, I like that as well. Mm. And then, yeah, this Vin, is a, this episode has it all already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, Vin, I'd like to ask you what uh, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into? Uh, well, we just had some awesome final calls with directors for the Comcast Spotlight. I wasn't uh, included. <laughs> no, Grant, we are, we're looking into Canada, actually, mm. uh, that we do have one L.A. guy. Maybe you know him, Albert Catagolian. He was part of the, He's I okay. won't tell you who we're, who we're le- <laughs> leaning towards. Uh, but yeah, very, very good treatments and very good conversations. Uh, whoever we choose will knock it out of the park, I'm sure, but... That has consumed a lot of my life, and it's bled over into my personal hours, uh, making sure we're all prepared. So (laughs) I guess that's me lately. What about you, Grant? What are you putting your time into recently? Uh, I'm in post-production on a music video that we just shot. Um, You know, actually, I've been selling prints of photos, just kind of informally. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I posted on an Instagram story, uh, because I got some test prints made, and I got a pretty good response. I sold like 10, and they're like pretty big, three foot by four foot prints of i don't know if you remember that astronaut series i don't know if you ever saw those photos i sure did yeah so i i've been selling one of uh astronaut on the beach and one of him in the laundromat uh, awesome so that's been fun cool um, yeah well congrats that, yeah, that's yeah, fun yeah fun little fun little thing oh and then you know we've been podcasting what a treat and then there's the cast that that old cast that's waiting back home whenever whenever i'm feeling down i turn on the mics Flip open the computer and hit record. <laughs> uh, the cast will never abandon us. It, it is a treat, though. You know, we had a great intro. It had it all. And then I actually think this guest is is one of those that really fits into the Venn diagram of the type of people that I'm looking to talk to. And add that, add on top of that, that uh, she comes to us recommended by a former guest, introduced by oh, a former guest. Oh, we love that. A, a warm intro. And that guest was Eva Goikochea. 
that'd be that'd be ever that'd be ever goikochea. That's in that was a callback to ever ever. That was a that was a callback to my terrible pronunciation during the <laughs> entire episode. And then yeah, in the intro, very faithful. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least I'm consistent. What episode number was that? Where are we? Was like it was pretty recently, probably like five? six episodes ago. One twenty four, maybe. In the region, uh, great well, episode. She was so fun. Oh, she was the amazing. Bar, the and bar is really high. Oh, it is. I'm it's extremely high. <laughs> oh, if I were her, I'd hang up now and not look back. Oh, okay. Well, without further ado, uh, let's introduce her, Vin. She is the founder of I Love Creatives and People Maps. So that's two. She's the founder of two things. I guess so is Eva. Uh, so we're so far <laughs> so good. Uh, um, on her on her about page, she she writes. I'm a slashy thick and through. Uh, and then she has a few of those slashies, uh, in her words, in a, partic- in a very particular order. A uh, digital entrepreneur, a UX designer, a web designer, and photographer. Welcome to the show, Puno Dos Tres. Whee! What's up? <laughs> What's up? And we'll just call you oh, yes. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Puno Dos Tres, that's your handle, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we'll call you. We, no one needs to know your full name. Can we stick with Puno? Puno Nostre sounds like kind of intense to say over the course of a conversation. Yeah, and everybody actually thinks that that's my last name, too. So, like, if I go into a hotel, for some reason, they'll be like, Hello, Miss Puno Dostres. <laughs> that's right. That's got to be worth it, though. That they sounds didn't awesome. get it. <laughs> uh, well, in case you were really obsessed with looking up our guests while you listen... Uh, they can find you where under under just Puno. Uh, no, that's Puno. they'll if they get Puno.com. That's actually why I'm Puno dos Tres because Puno, Peru. There's a city in Peru uh-huh. called Puno yeah. next cool. to Lake Titicaca. <laughs> great, great <laughs> name. An all time great Bugs Bunny cartoon name. Yeah, <laughs> is it? Well, they used to say that all the time, like. Is one of those names of a place that just sounded funny, so they would go there, like, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Bugs Bunny. So, Lake Titicaca City, Puno.com. They, they took it, and then this was, like, back in 2002, mm-hmm. when I was like, I've got to get a domain. And I wanted Puno.com, but it wasn't there, so then I just thought Puno dos tres. And so it's been... Well, I think it's clever. A, w- a wild ride ever since. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Vin, can I take the honors this time? It's all you, man. Uh, Puno, what, uh, what have you been putting your time in, into lately? What have you been working on? Uh, People Map and People Map, which is a Instagram marketing tool that the husband and I, we actually developed it internally when we were trying to grow our Instagram account for made with map, which is this travel app we made about three years ago. And at that time we were like, well, let's figure out another way to make some passive income. You know, that's sleeping money. Mm. So, um, Daniel and I actually was talking to a a girlfriend of mine, Chelsea Matthews, who you should interview next, but all right, next week, (laughs) next week, she um she was like, well, I would love to subscribe to this. And I was like, oh, damn, that's a good idea. So then we, um, you know, went back to it and then started, we put a paywall on it, username, forget password, all the good stuff. And then, um, and then it became our like 
sold business pretty much. I Love Creatives is also there. That kind of just runs on its own. But, um, but yeah, People Map. And then now that I got some spare time, um, I've been making a lot of videos. Oh, yes. I, I forgot. <laughs> so that was our first introduction to you when Eva, Eva sent us an office-style video. Oh, yes. And it's fantastic. We'll, we'll show notes <laughs> that. If we, I think we can show notes. That is public, right? Obviously. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. It would have been weird if she had just sent us like a private like download. <laughs> <laughs> that is for my private stash. Delete this once you get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've been vlogging. You want to talk a little bit about that journey? Yeah. Uh, so last year, I don't know. I, I think, you know what actually what happened? I went to San Francisco and I was just doing like a little tour I went to a couple of different companies like Everlane and Pinterest and just wanted to see what they're up to and like what they're looking at. And everybody was into video. Like this was, it's just like everybody kept talking about video. And then I started getting a video itch. A friend of mine on at Everlane started vlogging. So like I bought a camera while I was in San Francisco and I was like, I want to do this too. And then this is kind of when like Casey Neistat was, you know, just mm all over the place and um yeah I don't know I just I really wanted to do it and then when I so I was like okay I'm gonna do 30 days of vlogging so I recorded myself uh for 30 days straight after the maybe fourth day I was like really burnt out on editing (laughs) because you're doing daily editing that's nuts and so my a friend of mine who was traveling around with me, she was like, I'll edit your videos. And so that became really awesome because then I could just like go nuts and then hand her footage and then just insert jokes here and there. And then um, what I loved about it was that I, I think my personality comes through way more when you hear my voice and, and see my face at the same time. Wow. Way to slam the podcasting medium. And see your face. Wow, great. All right. Well, I'll see you, listenership. No, but you're right, of course. (laughs) No, if they're listening, if they're listening on the site, we'll have at least have a photo of her. Yeah, we could probably get some animation done to sort of match the mouth moving throughout. Oh my god, that is my dream. I would love that. Um, Yeah, but the the advantage of this is I'm not wearing any pants right now, so yeah. That's a running gag of ours. So, good job doing the research. A good segue into our topic, too, Vin. Oh, it sure is. Uh, Jokes aside, your voice does have a ton of personality into it. And it, uh, as someone who writes as a living, it's not always easy to inject the voice that you're imagining into your writing, no matter how hard you try. Um, And just your entire approach seems to encapsulate something. Uh, that Grant brought up this idea for a, a topic, and I think it's fitting well as I'm getting to know you uh, ever so briefly. It is unapologetic. Uh, perhaps you mean that in the way of creativity or in just the way that you approach life generally. Uh, but we're both excited to hear uh, what it means to you to be unapologetic in pursuing uh, the things you want and the things you do. I, I feel like low-key, like, as you were saying that, I was just picturing Puno like having like hiding a middle finger somewhere at all times. Like when she was talking to you, like behind her back, or maybe she has it like tattooed somewhere. Like she just, I actually talked to my therapist about a fear that everyone does. At all times. <laughs> wow, so so, first time we're I talking. agree. <laughs> She's like, well, where's the proof Vince? 
Uh, uh, would you consider yourself an unapologetic person, Puna? Uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm rude. Like, I, yeah. I don't. Actually, I asked a friend of mine to. I don't know. Why was I asking her this? Was it because you guys? She. No, someone else. She was like, I needed three words that described me. And one of the words that she used was generous. And I feel like that I am in. Overall, I'm a rallier. Like, and I mean rally like tennis. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to just bounce off of people, and I like to. Um, I don't know. I just don't want to be offensive. But I am a rule tester in that sense. Like, I'm unapologetic in that. It, like, rules are made by all all of us, right? And someone made up that rule. But if if you don't like it, like, what is what's the harm of just testing the boundaries of what that is? And so I feel like I'm always questioning, like, why is something that way? Why can't it be this way? And then, you know, just doing doing that. So in that sense, yeah, I'm totally unapologetic. I, I, I don't think like I should add, you know, honestly, I, I think it's maybe a, a caveat in there is it's sort of beautifully unapologetic. It's like the nice side of it. My My impression of you. It's like, ah. it's like a willingness to be you. Uh, without right. apologizing for it. Because, I mean, that that is, like, such a thing um, that you run up against, especially in creative work and as you collaborate with people. I, I, I run into a lot of people who just apologize constantly when they haven't done anything wrong. And right. I think it's a real Yo, a especially real in the Midwest, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's core It's an epidemic there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's important. It's important to remember that unapologetic means a lot of things. Like... The same way that people sometimes use uh, I'm an honest person just to thinly veil the fact that they're a dick or have no social grace. Like, (laughs) unapologetic can be used in the same way. Uh, I don't think that's what we're talking about. I think um, some maybe it's like unafraid to Mm. test boundaries uh, or to forge ahead with ideas or concepts. Um, That might be closer. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that. Do you feel- find it uh, difficult, though? Do you find it challenging to be, uh, however you call it, unapologetic or unafraid? Uh, or is this something that's just been with you? Has it been part of your approach from day one? Um, since the womb. No, I don't, I feel like I don't know what it was. I think. You didn't say sorry to your mother after being born. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Later, like, come out with later. The, I mean, the, it's like the pretty- Bieber song. I'm all like, hey, mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that it was a way for me when I, in the beginning of like growing up and finding out who you are, like I'm talking junior high, uh, sorry for the ambulances downtown LA. Oh, no worries. I, I, there's it a, just adds flavor, man. Yeah, it, I, I, really like to, I like to picture just like bodies stacked up in your apartment and they're coming for you and we get to hear the whole <laughs> takedown live. We've got you surrounded. <laughs> Come out, Miss Puno. Just race. <laughs> I'm like, just one minute. What minute? I'll be out in a second. Um, okay. Like so, when I when I when I started, I guess like when I was in junior high, I got I kind of got into a lot of trouble, and um, the like my parents they were smart and they were just like, you need to, you can't do anything with other friends. Like you need to just like stay home. And I even had to move to another uh, school. And so at that time, I think that was when I first became the most 
outgoing and the most like quick about uh, showing my personality or, you know, letting it out there. And and I remember this one moment when I first went to the school, it was eighth grade, totally new girl, Asian girl. At a, I was like the th- three Asian girls out of this entire school. And uh, it was like the period right before lunch. And I was like, I got to make, I got to make a friend. I got to figure out a lunch buddy or I'm going to like do something stupid and go to the bathroom. So the first thing I did was like, I found this one girl and I smiled at her and then I just charmed the shit out of her so that she would be my friend. (laughs) And like, that was literally, I remember that being like, okay, that's as hard as it gets. Now just smile and say hi to everybody. And I don't know, like it's kind of addicting. You just do it. And then um, that kind of manifests into like other things like videos and your work and all of that stuff. So like that's, I feel like that is a definite catalyst into the unafraid, unapologetic Mm. side of me. Yeah. Unafraid is definitely a better term. I think as we get into this and uh, yeah, there, there is, you you have a sort of rawness to you. Like maybe instead of a, a middle finger, a hidden middle finger, it's actually just like a, a low key little freak flag that you have like waving behind you. I think that sounds like a nicer and perhaps more apt description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. That was I that was like the verbal version of a freak flag. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gold, certainly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay, so when I think of being unafraid, a lot of the a lot of that to me um relies on I mean, definitely sense of self, self-awareness, sort of like finding voice and learning to express that. And also, like, support system. Um, mm-hmm. Do you maybe want to talk a little bit about, like, your support system or about, like, collaboration? That obviously seems like a big part of the stuff you're doing, you know, with your with your work with I Love Creatives and People Map. It's, like, connecting, identifying cool people, connecting them, shining light on mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, I So that kind of goes back to... Um, I, so I used to be a UX designer at Activision and I worked on Call of Duty for like three years. Nice. That's <laughs> fairly awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I got really good too. It took a while. Cause I mean, the, or at, yeah, or like, at your okay. job. <laughs> no, at Call of Duty. I was, um, cause before that, like the most I played was the Wii and Guitar Hero. Um, and so I've never played a first person shooter on the Xbox before. And like, I had to put in like 140 hours until I had like a decent kill death ratio. But, uh, was that like a job requirement? I, I think it was, I mean, when I left the guy didn't think it was, but I, (laughs) I was like, I, the only way to get respect, uh, from the game developers is to play their game and play it as well as you can. And so I put in my hours for sure. Fair. Um, but uh, but yeah. So after that, I got really burnt out because there's a lot of politics at Activision. Tricks. And <laughs> I've actually never heard that term. That was purposeful, right? Politics. Yeah, totally. Okay, I nice. feel like I, I think that's like my husband's Jamaican uncle says that all the time or something. <laughs> but <laughs> so we'll get him on uh, the show next. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing, actually. Okay. Because he's Chinese, but he has a Jamaican accent. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll continue that conversation. Uh, well, let's bring off, that offline. Off, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that. The I'm logistics thereof. <laughs> so um, when I left the Activision world, I was, I mean, I had been in the corporate world for a little bit. So I've met creative people, but it, I didn't ever meet the Los Angeles freelancing, creative, small business folk. And, um, and it, so, and I also didn't have anybody to have lunch with again. Oh my God. I just realized this is a lunch thing again. Back you called me. that girl back from elementary school. <laughs> fly out. Lunch one. See you there. Um, I wonder what she's doing. Well, so, so then uh, I, I was like, I need to make new friends. So I went to this like adult camp called unique camp and that's actually where I met Eva. I, I like met Eva. I met Chelsea. I met like a mm. shit ton of LA people, 150 in four days and like became really good friends with them. And that was like when I just was, there's just so many different people doing so many different things. And at that time, I didn't really know what I was going to do next. I mean, I had done the UX design stuff and I liked it. But now that I quit, I had this freedom to explore all sorts of things. So I was just game to embrace that exploration and being a slashy and then just trying all sorts of things. So I like became a photographer. I picked up a camera and like started shooting a ton. And then I would reach out to all these photographers and, you know, meet up with them. I, like I, I pretty much had coffee or lunch with a new person once a week. Like that was, nice. if not more wow. for that first year, um, just cause I was so curious. And I think that's kind of my UX design hat of like, really embracing and understanding what that culture is, like what the words that they're saying are, how do they think about thing, what's their perspective, and so, I just wanted to soak it up, you know? No, absolutely. And speaking of soaking up language and what it means and also being uh, unafraid and unapologetic, uh, you mentioned a term. Uh, we, I think, usually use a different word for it, but you call it a slashy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to, in your own words, define for our listeners what a slashy is. Um, well, I feel, I don't know if I coined it, but I swear I, I was like doing an You're I love creative. I think so. Cause like I, um, was making, I love creatives and I had asked everybody to, who is a subscriber to like, give me their title and I would put it on this webpage. And then everybody kept giving me like, you know, photographer slash brand. Uh, marketer slash artist slash writer and like I had to keep increasing the div on that oh. that section <laughs> and I was like this is so <laughs> fucking annoying and I was I'm sorry I'm cursing so much but like I was like ah this is so annoying I, I really need to like all these stupid slashies are making my life harder and then I just kept calling them slashies but it's because there's just so many different skill sets that they have and people have. And that's, it's definitely something that I feel like is happening a lot, a lot in LA, but probably everywhere because of the internet. Definitely. I'm hoping as an aside, I'm hoping we, our editor will bleep out uh, the word sorry and leave in the curse word there in the spirit of the (laughs) title. In the spirit of the title of the episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I definitely relate to that. Puno, my website is slash grant.com. And right. it, it literally just goes through, like, on my info page, like, a list of things. I mean, yeah, I mean, that is, like, the nature of 
Uh, in a, I think in a really healthy, good way, you know, besides the like access to tools and prolif- proliferation of like information and, and, and technology to learn new things, it is also just like opening up uh, identity for people in, in a yeah. really healthy, cool way. Like you can be more than one thing. And, and I really think it does take to be, um, well, I was going to say a legitimate multi-hyphenate, which is like a strong, uh, but to be, to be, I think... Pro, uh, prolific or um, uh, at a certain level in in multiple disciplines does take a kind of unapologetic um, attitude because you have mm-hmm. to, you have to be willing to be wrong and not sorry for you know it's like and yet and your your willingness to ask people and just like be unafraid unafraid again is probably the the right term but it does take a sort of fearlessness to to define as a slashy and then to be good at multiple things. Yeah, and and to even like I feel like one of the traits that I have is I'm um, very self-taught, mm-hmm. and I I think that that is really hard for a lot of people it, to even just think that you can teach yourself something. Um, but now it's almost second nature to this new generation like my little sister oh my gosh I knew she was going to be all right when she was trying to learn how to like what is that stupid skateboard where you have to wiggle to move it rip ripstick maybe the ripstick exactly so ripstick is stupid you heard it here first (laughs) ripstick fans sorry sister (laughs) (laughs) but it's like So she's trying to figure out how to do the ripstick and then she couldn't figure it out um, outside, you know, just trying to do it that way. So she went home and researched on YouTube. She Her search terms were ripstick nine-year-old or 11-year-old or whatever. <laughs> and then she watched videos of someone that's something that she can relate to and she knows that that person can figure it out, then I can figure it out. And I was like, wow. That's awesome. That's a really empowering point of view, though. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. And it's true. And I think it's like one of the more interesting and interesting in a, in a true sense of the word, not the Midwestern sense of the word, while I use it to va- like vaguely conceal my criticism. I do think it's interesting that such an eruption of debate over whether the self-taught craze is a boon or a bane for creative industries is raging and yes it is drawn a little bit along generational lines but uh there there are also young people who are critical of it um so i, I you know my position uh we've talked about it before on the show is is highly positive towards self-teaching and towards you know resource availability for all and uh, i think it's awesome and i think that is really part of what it means to be unapologetic in terms of what you title yourself because you don't have to get approval from other people. The the systems and channels that are in place for making you a photographer or a videographer mm-hmm. or a vlogger, like those notions are starting to decay a bit. Uh, for better, if you if you think like like I do, or for worse, if you think like others. Um, but it's certainly inarguably leading to a, a generation of creatives who aren't comfortable calling themselves one thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is cool. I love it. I think it's great. And it's like so much there's, I feel like now, I mean, I'm 33, so I'm like still just playing around and still experimenting with things. Um, And I'm finding people 
that just want to do the same thing just for fun. Like there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no like, oh, I have to be uber passionate about it in order to do it. It's not even that. Like, it's just, just try it. Like, why not? It's going to be, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing bad that can happen because of it. I think that's the other thing too. I I feel like it's a way to, you know, it's to stay engaged with your life too over time. Like that's, that's the beauty of it. And I think that's one reason I feel like I, I, I started moving toward this beyond just kind of curiosity and a desire to know how things work and want, want to try things. But it's like, you know, long term, I just want to stay engaged and excited about my life. And when I'm learning mm-hmm. new things, when I'm trying a new skill set or, or seeing the overlaps in the skill sets, it's like so exciting. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you guys know um, Garth from Wayne's World? <laughs> yeah. Of course, Dana Carvey. Uh, live in the now. Like it's, I think that's been, that's always been my motto. Um, I'm always brainstorming constantly. Like, how can I make my now better now? <laughs> Cause it's just like, it's just, that's all the, the past is. And that's all the future is, is a bunch of nows. So it's like, what are you doing right now? How can you make it better? How can you smile more? How can you laugh more? That's, that is just my MO. That's all I care about. Mm. Mm, so we like, we listen back to these shows and find a, we often run into quotes that are profound and we, we save them for our best ofs. I'm feeling like the past is just a bunch of nows is like for sure going to land itself in one of those uh, cuts because it, it that's could be a really meta introduction to a, to the best of episode. Two, <laughs> <laughs> now we have to do it. Like now it's a done deal now, uh, but it's also so true, right? Like, yeah, I think part of being um, unafraid is coming to terms with the impermanence of all things yeah. and unattached, and, right? In a in a healthy ex- way, for sure, for sure. And, and that's not like necessarily an endorsement of abandon or of hedonism or or anything, but it is like an Im- imploring you to understand that uh, best laid plans are often laid to waste, and that. Uh, you shouldn't worry about trying to maintain some sort of cosmic balance of happiness. You should, I mean, try basically to make yourself and those you care about happy in, in the in the immediate, right? Uh, true, true that. And I feel like um, I, especially even with my husband, we've been together for 12 years and married for five years. Like that is all we care about is just like what you know, what can we do to like, just make, just make things like a little bit more fun and, um, worth talking about later. (laughs) It's a little bit of work, but I mean, if you embrace it, it's so much more fun. And, um, I, I love telling stories. So if I get to tell a story, like, I think that that's the best part. Oh, I also, I was just thinking about this. Um, I don't have that great of a memory. Hmm. Like for some reason I forget certain things, but I can remember like if I can do something physically, I can definitely remember it. But otherwise like memories just really fade fast. And um, Daniel, my husband was like saying that he thinks I have to like keep constantly coming up, like come up with new things uh, because like otherwise 
I have nothing to like really latch on to. I don't know if yeah. that's true or no, not. No, but the, it sounds so the, good. The, the bucket has like a hole in it, and you're like, yeah, you're just like, yeah, you're, I'm just picturing you like, ch- like trying to fill it up constantly. I better make a video, my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're. I was gonna say it feels like you're doing the. This is maybe not a right term, but doing the hard work of like seeking happy or being happy, which sometimes oh, it is like the- hard work, but it's like it's worth it to put in the effort and then it does just like cultivate so much more happiness in you and those around you. Yeah. And I, I feel like for the past two, three years, um, I, because I was so burnt from Activision, like I was really emotionally burnt from that. I'm talking drunk, drunk crying, like not good. Drunk crying at 11 PM. Woof. Um, so I was better than AM, I guess. Do you, have a, <laughs> do you have a video of that? I mean, we'll low bar. Show notes it. <laughs> I know Eva has it. There's like a password on it, but I'll email her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, ever since then, it's like been so important for me to figure out my lifestyle, mm. like what what makes me happy during the day, and then how do the other things fit into that, uh, as opposed to. I don't know, making the job first or whatever. So like one of the, one of the big things was made with map. Our whole exit strategy was to get acquired by a bigger company. And that, that actually happened. Well, I mean the, the talks were happening. So Pinterest was interested in possibly a talent acquisition and, you know, a lot of like at that time I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. I feel like that was a little bit of my ego. That was a little bit of just, hearing what the startup world, you know, says that that's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But then I did some research. I asked around, I asked a few friends that got acquired, like, what does that really mean? Does that, what is what's, what's it mean like financially? And what does it mean to your life? Like, how does your life change day to day after that? And I wasn't really interested in that. And honestly, it wasn't like private jet money, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be, it's not going to really change my life drastically. And I'd have to like move to San Francisco and like work over there for two years, which it's a great company, but that's just not, I just really don't want to wear pants. So no one does. Pants are the worst, man. Nobody wants to wear pants. Pants and ripsticks. Fuck (laughs) them. Yep. Pants, ripsticks. A lot of L's being handed out today on the show. (laughs) No, that's true though. I mean, that is like, this is like the classic scenario that I think a lot of listeners that I've even chatted with and, and just people run into, which is, they like they, it's sort of like this delayed gratification of happiness. It's I'll be happy when it's if I get this, then I should be happy. Or like uh, based on the expectations of other people, this is the thing that will make me happy. And it sounds like you're you're digging into the actual happy. Yeah, Ooh, that's an ebook title, maybe the actual happy. Actual happy. <laughs> well, see, I've got I'm a different cool. ebook title for us because I'm gonna I as I am sort of like want to do on the show i'm like the the point of view from someone who does still does the nine to five and probably will for a long part of his cool. life and and re- relatively happy doing so but your point about not wearing pants still rings true even though in a literal sense i wear pants every day uh but you're trying to find a job even if you're doing that nine to five career that lets you take off your proverbial pants mm-hmm. your your metaphorical pants can be left at home when you go to work uh, it's all about that freedom and comfort and making sure that your your work time isn't sapping all the creativity and, and uh, energy out of you. Totally. Uh, so putting in hard work is not always equivalent to being drained at the end of the day. 
Yes, that emotional drainage was killing me. And I used to blame it on corporate America and companies, but it, it wasn't that. It was like literally two guys at this company that that were, were tainting the rest of the culture. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the truth, though. The thing that makes it true about corporate America being more draining, though, is because there are more opportunities for those two guys to be present. When you're a company of one or two people, there's no mm-hmm. room for the two guys that drain your life, right? Right. Yeah. I And I'm like super happy to work at another company, too. I, I, I think that that's amazing if you can ha- find a crew or a squad of like killer talent that all are on the same page. Um, if When that happens, like sign me up for sure. I'm down. You know, it has nothing to do with um, totally the corporate world. Side, side note, uh, maybe we'll show notes then, but I was just thinking there is actually a really killer crew that I love. Uh, they work out of the Cooper space right by you in downtown LA, called, called New School, N-E-U-E. Oh, I, oh yeah. You know those guys? Uh, totally. Marat, yeah. Yeah, you know Marat, love it. Okay, yeah. those guys yeah. are the homies. Okay, I was going to suggest to meet. Yeah, their crew is stupid. Like, they're all good looking, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're a good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were talking a little bit about emotional drainage and uh, some sad stuff. And I'm thinking, when I'm drained, uh, Vin, I just want to get away. And I'm wondering if this week, as we often do, uh, we could talk about... Something that isn't uh, particularly germane to the topic. <laughs> yeah, I think we can. I think we can squeeze that in, Grant. Uh, so, Puna, we, we take a divergence from uh-huh. the topic each week to talk about an off-topic topic. Uh, and this week we're talking about getaways. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I'm led to understand by my co-host that you recently returned from a trip somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Um, so I was in Tulum, Mexico. Did you have fun? I did. I was a, it was a family trip with the Punos, all of the Punos. <laughs> so the Puno clan. Yeah. Puno dos tres, Puno cuatro cinco, <laughs> all of them. They <laughs> were all there. Mr. Puno, Miss Auntie Puno. Puno. <laughs> were there any it's hy- like, hyphenated names? Like, uh, no, okay. Puno Jr., uh, Puno. Okay. <laughs> I like the insinuation that someone would be related to you just because they pronounced the word Puno differently. <laughs> so you, how many went? Like, what was the size of the clan? It was 11. It was 11 folks. That's a big number. That's actually yeah. quite, quite unruly. How was it? It was easy. I mean, they're, my family, they're really, they're really chill. Um, and the all the kids were pretty they were like 11 and older um and actually my little cousin and my little sister started vlogging wow. on the trip it was so cute oh my yeah. gosh and yep. then despacito was like the song the whole time and um <laughs> my my little cousin wanted to like do a music video of us like redoing that song but then i was like wait a second because i'm the older one here and i'm like what are the lyrics to this song (laughs) (laughs) and then i started talking i like looked up the lyrics to the song i was like oh hell no that's (laughs) gross that's gross we're all family (laughs) oh we're all cousins (laughs) i kind of don't remember it's like um 
like there's one where it's like sube 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 and it's like jump on me jump on me nice. and then and then it's like oh like you're back for a piggyback right that's what it's about yeah and like move slowly and slowly dance to me until our bodies are sticky Oh, that's there's no to spin that one. No. <laughs> I was waiting for you to try. Nope, I'm staying away. Uh, all right, well, ba- good. Yeah, good audible. Good job, cousin. Not doing that. Yeah. Well, sounds so fun responsible. though. I when I, I was thinking of getaway because I'm I'm about to head to Palm Springs for a little creative recharge with a with a Ooh. few homies. I'm quite excited about. I also think about uh, sort of these mini getaways, and I think the word was top of mind because I just saw a baby driver, and he's a getaway driver. Um, and also the movies to me are like definitely a mini getaway. Mm. You ever go yep. to movies? My- uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we- movies are the worst. Uh- <laughs> well, no, I, we have a projector. We have like yeah. a really cool setup, and I like... I don't know. I like to like get food involved. I, I used to, I grew up in Austin um, and they had the Alamo draft house. Oh yeah. It was like beers and nachos. And that's, that's how I like to do movies. That's a vibe. That's cool. Yeah. No one can blame me for that, I guess. No. Yeah. Vinny, where, where do you stand on getaways? Where do we, uh, you know where I stand. I love uh, traveling. Um, I mean, I don't love it so much as like the person who puts it on their Instagram says they love it, but I do really <laughs> like it. Um, but for me, it's not really a recharging mm. uh, mind state. It's like quite uh, stressful in a fun way. Uh, but so when I get away, I like to lock myself in my apartment for a few. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my darling girlfriend is actually, she just landed in Copenhagen uh, <gasps> yesterday. I love Copenhagen. So she'll be there for 12 days, wow. I think. I'm having a miniature getaway at her apartment watching her cats. So that's as good as it gets for me right now. But uh, she seems like she's having fun. Remind me to send you um, a bunch of places for her. Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get that. We'll get an intro to Grandpa. Wait, was it Grandpa? <laughs> or uncle. 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 Uncle Barry. Chinese Jamaican uncle. Uncle Barry Ghost Trace. No. <laughs> I, I do agree with you, Vince. Like, for me, because I, I got this um, awesome thing where I got to travel once a month last year, and it was rad, but what I felt like was I was consuming majority of the time and not making, and that really, like, it's like I was resetting way too much, and I had a a big book of ideas and none of them were getting done. And that was really frustrating. Fair. The ebb and flow. I, I, one, one like uh, way to circumvent that I took the train up to Portland a couple months back. And that (laughs) to me, it's like so productive because I'm like, especially when you're traveling alone, I I find it to be particularly productive. And the internet was good. No, I, I tried to do work that was like non-internet-y. Oh man. Cool. What is that? Like, what kind of work is that? Yeah. <laughs> video, video editing, some design, um, some writing. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. I feel that. I redesigned I Love Creatives when I didn't. I was uh, flying to South Africa, and that yeah. is a long flight. That's like 20 hours. Totally. <clears throat> and, and I redesigned all of I Love Creatives because they had an outlet in the plane. I was totally. like, yeah. That's the move. I, I play, plane back from Thailand, at layover. Is that? 
the outlets on the plane, man, that's a game changer. I actually got one of my, my Christmas gift from my parents was like a giant battery pack just for my computer for traveling. So <sighs> it has like two charges in it. So, so no that's, that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Show notes. Add we'll, that to the we'll show, show notes. <laughs> Whoa. Easy, Puno. That's my <laughs> job. I say show notes. <laughs> I have never heard you so territorial ever. <laughs> that was incredible. There's, I have so little, Grant. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think I, I got a little pee on my face. <laughs> we have this has been kind of an odd episode. I I took two honors from Vin. I got I I, I like introed the guest. That's what she was working on. I segued us into into the off topic yep, topic. It only feels appropriate after she stole your show notes that maybe I. I segue us back in. No, I can't. Vin, I'll give this one to you. I, please. Oh, thanks. Please. I do have to. I do have to say, it took me like eleven seconds to figure out what I got pee on my face meant, and I was like, truly, my head was just spinning. Like, what on earth could that mean? I know she mentioned she wasn't wearing pants, but oh my, what? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean to. <laughs> clarify you meant like because of territorialness right yeah okay. but the face i shouldn't have said face it was just that was a thing that was close to the microphone and i was imagining that anyways <laughs> well now <laughs> unapologetic and seamless segue back into the topic at hand uh puno we like to wrap our conversation up by asking a couple questions so if you'd be so kind as to answer them that'd be awesome shoot uh first how can our listeners support you um. Ooh, watch my YouTube videos. Yeah, that's a good I'll start. Sign that. That. I mean, that was our first intro to you, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then leaving funny. comments are awesome. I, I feel like I don't know somebody who's gonna sit there and watch like a three minute video and leave a comment. Like, cool. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Awesome, uh, and also unafraid asking verbatim for youtube comments uh known as like the lowest form of communication on the internet but uh we've had conversations about this before and uh when you have a cultivated community with people you trust uh really feedback of all kinds is welcome uh so we'll definitely show notes your youtube and you heard the woman go ahead and comment uh the second question is puno if you'd like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show what would you want that to be Live in the now. Is that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's perfect. Let's. That is excellent. Uh, well should we expound it. upon that just a bit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. No, I'm kidding. Um, I guess. Ooh. Ooh, actually, can I switch it up? I'll allow it. Yeah, of course. Okay. I'll, all right. Um, so a friend of mine wrote a book called You Are a Circle. And in that book, he doesn't remember this, but there's a page in there for the slashies Mm. that kind of makes it okay um, to have the unfulfilling work too. So he says that you should have three jobs and juggle three jobs all the time and dedicate hours to these jobs all the time. Job number one is um, maybe not fulfilling but you can count on it and it will bring in the money. Job number two um, has, has is somewhat fulfilling, fulfilling and sometimes could bring in money. And then job number three is um, completely fulfilling, does not bring any money. Um, so I encourage your listeners to maybe figure out what those three jobs are mm. 
and dedicate hours to each of those for a week and see and just be okay that, you know, sometimes you have to make money as a slashy and then sometimes you get to go to Portland and video edit or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that actually echoes something that uh, was is really relevant when I think about creative products and something that was framed by Jordan Brady on the show. Vince, I don't know if you remember this. He was talking about just approaching a project uh, and considering the three R's, and it was relationship, revenue, and real. And uh, you, you should be fulfilling at least one of those in when you're taking on a project. It might be for the relationship. It might be for, for the person you're working with. It might be for revenue, so just money. It, uh, and it might just be portfolio. Like, and I, I would kind of equate that to fulfilling or like something that's like an investment in yourself. Um, or yeah, and it, hopefully it can hit all three, you know? I think he mentioned that like when he talks about real, he just doesn't mean for like your future, your future promotional like endeavors. It also, it also means like for just you, it means do it if, if you're happy doing it and and you think it improves you as a person, then it's also worth doing. That's the other consideration. And and it's kind of the same thing with the three jobs. If, if it doesn't, if it doesn't do any of those things, if it doesn't hit any of the three R's, it's like, why do you, why are you doing it? Yeah. That's I mean, that's the point, right? Question question the things you do in your life and make sure you're not doing them out of obligation, either to momentum or to expectations or to any other thing that isn't actually advancing you. Uh, so, in that in that way, I think both this this new and improved answer to the question and and your previous uh, shouting one liner are both really true, and I think they're both true to how you spent your whole time on this episode, which was just being super generous with your thoughts and, and your perspectives and being completely and totally unapologetic with everything. So thanks so much, Puno, for, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You guys are, come on over for Aperol Spritzes one day. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Um, Sweet, I, I, I'll, just ho- I'll hop on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> Vinny's a Minnesota boy. Uh, but I'm wondering, perhaps you could shout one more one-liner at us? But we'll feed it to you. We'll feed it to you. Yeah, this one's scripted. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. Uh, We like to end the show by by saying... (laughs) Sorry, Vinny, our whole role reversal this episode is like... It's pretty intense. Yeah, we woke up in a Twilight Zone episode for sure. (laughs) You you got it, Vin. Uh, We say ship it at the end of each of our episodes, or, or more accurately, our guests say it for us, because that's our little mantra... Uh, get it out there and get it in front of the world. So if you could give us a ship it, that would be awesome. Okay, this is for the 90s kids. Ship it! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll show us that reference. <laughs> <laughs>